Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Nick Ramsdale speaks out regarding his son's situation at Arsenal. But is it helpful? We'll discuss the issue that's seen Martin Odegaard miss out in recent weeks and take your thoughts from the live chat. It's another episode of the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. Let's go. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna podcast with me, Harry Simeu, part of, of course, the 90 Min football family. Hope you're all good. Hope you are all well. Happy Tuesday to each and every one of you. What a bloody miserable day it is, by the way. Um, the reason I'm a couple of minutes later than I normally am, and I know that I'm always late, I'm, I'm well aware of that. Um, but the reason I'm a couple of minutes later is because I was just standing at my back door, sort of looking out, waiting for the, a, a window to open in terms of less rain coming down so that I could run to the back of the garden, get to the man cave, sit down and record this podcast. And it just wasn't happening. It just wasn't coming. It's not letting up. The weather is awful. And that puts me uh, in a bit of an awful mood. It always does. The weather has a big impact on my mood. I say it all the time. You're probably sick of hearing it. Um, but I think we've got a really, really interesting show today. And I think we've got a, a really, really interesting topic to discuss. Now, it feels like we're forever talking about the goalkeeping situation at Arsenal. It feels like this is just a subject that isn't going anywhere, isn't going away. And while I've repeatedly said that I don't want to keep making this into a thing, and I do think that as fans, we need to stop with this all this because, you know, the media are writing these stories as it is. The narrative is being created by, in a lot of cases, people that don't um, have the best interests of the club at heart. And the last thing we need to do as supporters is is pour fuel on the fire, turn this into a bigger thing than it actually is. But it's impossible to ignore it when the situation keeps on developing. When the situation keeps on evolving, keeps on um, growing in terms of how big an issue this is. Now, as I say, we're going to have a look at Nick Ramsdale's comments. He was, of course, speaking last night on the Highbury squad uh, a brilliant show hosted by two of my favourite people, two people I regard as really, really good friends, Sophie Nicolau and, of course, former gunner Kevin Campbell. Both of them have been wonderful to me and, and I love the work that they do. So if I am critical in any way, shape or form of this interview, it's not that I'm criticising them. I just want to be clear on that because I think they've done a wonderful piece of work. I think they've sat down with somebody. They've given him a platform to speak. And that is ultimately what this type of thing is about, right? And you look at the pickup that this story has had. You know, I've heard it discussed on TalkSport this morning. I've seen it discussed in newspapers. I've seen it um, on the BBC Sport social media feeds. I've seen Fabrizio Romano post about it. This has gone everywhere. And that's for good reason, right? Because this is a big story, a big topic. Um, and, you know, Sophie and Kevin done such a great job of making Nick Ramsdale feel comfortable, that he could speak in the way that he did that, you know, he was able to be open and honest. 
What I think is really, really important is that we don't try and twist the guy's words. You know, I've had that done to me and I'm not a celebrity. I'm not someone that most people really care about what I have to say, but I've had my words twisted in the past. I've had people claim that I said things that I didn't and it's it's horrible. It's a really, really horrible feeling. So the last thing that I want to do is misrepresent um, anything that Nick Ramsdale said. So I think the best place to start on this um, in order to avoid that is to go back and pick out some of the quotes and some of the comments um, that Nick Ramsdale made during that interview so that we can be clear in what we're analyzing or reviewing, if you like. So we're going to do that. Before I do that, though, um, I would um, I, I would love just to, um, to, to gauge the feeling from you guys in the live chat, because before we've even really gotten into this subject, I can see lots of people have an opinion on it. And, and that is to be expected, right? Because of how long this story has seemingly been rumbling on for. Let, let's check in then with what some of you guys are saying. And then we'll do Ramsdale's, Mr. Ramsdale Senior's quotes. And then I'll give you my thoughts on them. Um, big hello to Matt, who joins us from Chicago. Hope you're good, mate. Good to see you in the chat, as always. Uh, Jan Tora uh, Fjeldstad says, I understand that Ramsdale is not happy. He took the number one spot, signed a new contract, and he's now number two with slim chances of being the number one. Um, so yeah, you understand that Tariq says, I think Nick's comments have been blown out of proportion. Tell me a footballer who's gone from playing week in week out to barely getting a kick that would be happy. It doesn't mean that Aaron isn't working hard fighting for his place just because he's lost his smile. I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. And we will, um, discuss that, uh, of course. And that's why I say that it's important that we break down what he actually said versus what people want to kind of um, make out that he said. I think that's really, really important. Um, Tariq also goes on to say, I don't think it causes any harm to Aaron's case. It's very normal for a player to be unhappy about not playing. And that's the kind of reaction Arteta wants. I also agree with that, but I do think there is a counterpoint to this, which we we need to um, discuss for the, the balance of the debate. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Richie says, uh, hi, all. I get his dad's concerns, but probably best not to air their dirty laundry in public. Uh, Hawklord says, new sub here. Welcome, mate. Uh, good to see you. Thank you so, so much. Uh, remember, if you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the Chronicles of Aguna YouTube channel and the podcast, uh, of course, on all major platforms. We managed to cross over uh, 500 reviews on Spotify the other day, which is amazing. So thank you uh, for that. Uh, Steve Barrow says, I can't recall the fathers of Matt Turner. Um, Emmy Martinez or Leno speaking out when their sons were dropped, uh, but I'm happy to be proven wrong. Um, Tebow says uh, it's good to be joining the live again. Have you recovered from the stag already? I haven't recovered. I got to be honest. I think um, at my age now, once you cross over the 30 mark, when you go on a session, shall we say like that over the course of a couple of days, which is just nonstop, it's going to take a bit of time to get back. Uh, onto onto your feet. Uh, big hello to Christoph. Uh, Kevin says it's embarrassing for me that as a grown man you have your parents coming out for you in the media and crying for you. You're a grown man on a big contract. Fight for your place. Um, Izzy says Ramsdale's dad just threw his son's career in the bin with that interview. I back my football club and my manager over any player. A podcast like this only causes harm. So look, there's there's mixed reaction. There is mixed reaction to this. Now, I don't think, to be clear, that what 
Nick Ramsdale has said is going to damage Aaron Ramsdale's career. I, I don't think that for a second. I think that's a massive overreaction in terms of, um, you know, my opinion. I, I just I just don't see it that way. I think it's interesting that he's uh, decided to do this. Um, I think it's interesting that he sort of clearly, I thought, was aware of what the boundaries were because he kind of went to say stuff and then didn't and sort of held back. And you really got the impression that he was holding back. And sometimes it's not what you say, it's what you insinuate. Sometimes you don't need to say something word for word for people to kind of read between the lines and draw conclusions that could be very different to the ones that they held before that. So, yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting. But as I say, let's um, let's focus first on what exactly um, Nick Ramsdale had to say, because I don't want to misrepresent him in any way. And I certainly don't uh, want to stoke the fire here. I just think this is worth a discussion. So our good friend Tom Canton, uh, of course, wrote up a piece on this for football.london in which he highlights some of the key quotes. And the big headline that comes out from this is, um, you know, he's he's lost his smile. Aaron Ramsdale has lost his smile. And I think that's understandable. You know, you go from being the number one to, to not the number one, and it probably feels like, um, you know, you you're in a place where whatever you do, you're not going to get your place back. And that must be a really horrible position to be in, to feel helpless. Um, it is probably one of the worst things in the world. And, and to kind of, you know, to, to make this worse, I think uh, David Raya, um, his agent, has been speaking as well, which is just add fuel to the fire. Now, Nick Ramsdale was very, I think, refreshingly fair about this because what had happened in the last few days was that David Raya's agent had come out and had spoken and that kind of, you know, made it out as if, you know, there was this whole PR game against Aaron Ramsdale and that it was Raya's people who were stirring this up and everything. And Nick Ramsdale, I thought, was very refreshing when he said, look, this is David Raya's agent. His job is to best represent David Raya. So what are you expecting to say? Like, of course, he's going to back his man. Um, he says that Arsenal showed an interest in Raya for the first time three years ago, back in 2021. They tried to buy him, but Brentford didn't want to sell him at any price. After that, they bought Aaron Ramsdale because that was an easier option. But David has always been the priority. This summer, when he had just one year left on his contract with Brentford, Arsenal was the club that showed the most concrete interest and they have always been our priority. So, you know, to call Aaron Ramsdale an easier option and all of that stuff, that could have easily led to Nick Ramsdale, to be fair to him, going, oh, that's a nonsense, blah, 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 blah. Instead, he went, look, that's David Raya's agent. What he says is up to him. He's always going to be speaking um, with his client's interest at heart. And that's just how it works. Um, Nick Ramsdale said, Aaron's lost that smile to when he was holding on to that ball at this moment in time. And it is difficult. It really is difficult to see him there. And we all keep saying you need to keep smiling. He also went on to say David Raya is a great goalkeeper and it is not his fault. He's just come in as a goalkeeper. David Raya, Aaron says, is a lovely guy and he works hard with him. And Aaron's trying to help him as much as he can to settle into the squad. It's possibly the way it's been done, not knowing the reason why. And this is me because we don't know why. Again, Aaron is working as hard as he can. He's trying to do his best for the squad. He's upbeat and he'll do everything for Arsenal to try and win the league. 
Later on in the show, later on in the podcast, Nick questioned Kevin Campbell as to whether he knew the reason behind him being dropped when he was playing for the club, to which the former Gunners striker uh, confirmed it was the arrival of Ian Wright that played a big part in that. The next part um, was uh, when Nick Ramsdale revealed a conversation that him and Arteta had, um, which contradicted what David Raya's agent was saying. He said, when I spoke to Mr. Arteta on the phone before he signed Aaron, he said he wanted him. But now, you know, David Raya's back on the market and he's had David Raya. Why would you extend the goalkeeper or any player's contract and then two months later or three months later make a move on someone else Kevin Campbell jumped in with, to which Nick replied, yes. So it's clear that the Ramsdales were under the impression when Aaron Ramsdale come in that he was the number one and he was going to be the number one for the foreseeable and that his place wasn't under threat. It's clear that Nick Ramsdale's problem is that he doesn't feel that the reasoning behind Aaron Ramsdale's omission from the side has been properly communicated and explained. And he can't understand why the new contract was given if this was the intention all along as David Raya's agent has suggested it might have been. When he was asked if there was any transparency around Everything that transpired, David Raya coming in, Aaron Ramsdale losing his place. He said, no, we did not have a clue. I didn't have a clue. Our family didn't have a clue. Aaron didn't have a clue that he was not going to carry on playing. He then went on to say, Aaron is going to be the cup goalkeeper and David Raya is going to be the main man unless something happens, an injury or a sending off. Aaron's got to live with that and he is living with that even though he's not been told it by anybody. He went on to say, you've got to give the guy a chance for God's sake, even though the way it's been done in my eyes, it's been wrong. And we can talk about that, but it's the decision. Really and truly, we've got to get behind David Raya because he's part of the family now, whether it's only until May, June of next year, but it won't be. It'll be longer in my eyes, but that's by the by. So just to kind of summarize what he said. So he's he's talked about his son losing his smile. His son clearly struggling with the fact that he's gone from number one to number two and what he has kind of lifted the lid on, which I think a lot of us suspected based on previous reports, is that it's not really been clearly communicated to Aaron Ramsdale exactly why this decision was taken and exactly why this decision was made. In fairness to Nick Ramsdale, and you have to be fair, you know, because I think I think there's a debate around whether or not this is helpful, and we'll come on to that in a bit. But to be fair to Nick Ramsdale, throughout this interview, he repeatedly said, we need to get behind David Raya. And he repeatedly seek to divert some of the criticism with regards to this decision away from David Raya and toward Mikel Arteta, who's made this decision. And I think that's the right thing, and I think that's the classy thing to do. Now, you guys that listen to this podcast on a regular basis will know that I have been surprised and disappointed by the fact that Aaron Ramsdale was given up on seemingly so easily. You will know that I'm not totally convinced 100% at this moment in time that David Raya is an upgrade. You will know that because every time I do my my starting 11 for any game, based on Raya's performances in, in recent months, I've repeatedly said I'd like to see Aaron Ramsdale between the sticks. So, you know, I disagree with the decision to replace him too. 
And I think that where this situation differs between, you know, the Ramsdale and Wright thing and, and Kevin Campbell's situation, which was also discussed on the podcast, is that when Ian Wright came in, he was superb. And that meant that the decision to replace Kevin Campbell with Ian Wright was justified based on what we were seeing on the pitch. But with David Raya, that isn't the case at this moment in time. And that's why people feel frustrated. And I absolutely get why people feel frustrated. Because I have at times too. But as I keep saying, I don't know how much longer this conversation can go on for. I don't know how much longer we can keep having this discussion before it becomes nothing more than counterproductive. And I think we're at that point now. I really do. David Raya is the number one. Get behind him, support him. And if you think that Mikel Arteta has done a good job over the last couple of years, last three years, whatever, and taken us to a place where, you know, we are now serious title contenders, which felt a million miles away, by the way, prior to Arteta taking over and, and sort of even during his first full season. You know, then you've got to start to think, well, there is a part of me that disagrees with this, but at the same time, I kind of got to trust him because he clearly sees something in Raya that maybe we're missing at this moment in time, which is potentially impacting on our judgment around this entire situation. So just to be clear, David Raya um, has the full support of the Ramsdale family in that they don't believe that any of this is his fault and that people should be taking it out on him. Hearing people chant Aaron Ramsdale's name at games, you know, it, it, it's not helpful. Now, we all love Rambo as a guy and as a person and as a character, and I'm sure his family will enjoy hearing that, as would I if it were my son. But it isn't helpful, really, is it? And that's why I keep saying that actually the continuation of this saga, if you like, and this story is actually more counterproductive than anything else. Now, I don't blame Nick Ramsdale for feeling the way he does. I really, really don't. I don't blame the fans that want to see Ramsdale reinstated for feeling the way that they feel. But there comes a point where when the team is winning games and is defending really well, as it is currently when you look at our recent record, you kind of just have to go, okay, okay, I disagree. But if the team is defending to a really high standard, you're kind of justified in your decision. And we've just kind of got to leave it there for the time being. And it's something that we, um, you know, need to revisit later down the line when it's more relevant, i.e. when a transfer window's open. Because only then will something potentially happen and will something potentially change. Um, let's um, let's go through uh, a, a few more of your comments and then um, I'll share some more opinions on, on how uh, this has landed, basically. Um, Kaza is clearly fed up of it. He says, I hope Ramsdale leaves so I never have to hear this whining again. Uh, Khalid says that Ramsdale should be pushing for a move to United or Chelsea. Oh God, none of us want that. None of us want that. Um, a lot of you getting frustrated and tired of this. Wes Bird says, but wasn't Ramsdale part of the reason we are title contenders and back in the CL? Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, Matt G says, uh, in fairness, Harry, Fans have to accept some of this responsibility. We've been desperate for news on the Raya versus Ramsdale battle. The media have loved talking about it. It's been made into a saga. Agreed, Matt. And it's why I've said a few times that, you know, we we should stop. We should stop discussing it. But I also think when the wider media starts to pick this kind of thing up, 
and starts to put out narratives that are more toxic than the reality is, then I think we do have a responsibility to discuss this. And if that brings a bit more spotlight on it, then then so be it. I just think that we need to be fair and we need to look at this, you know, through an Arsenal lens, but through a fair lens first and foremost. And, I, you know, I've said it before, I don't think it's a fair fight. I don't think it's a fair fight between David Raya and Aaron Ramsdale. I haven't thought that from the beginning and I've said it um, time and time again over the course of this season. I've been on national radio saying it. So, yeah, um, that's where I am on this. Uh, Dale says, uh, would you have interviewed Nick Ramsdale? Yeah, why not? I don't think Sophie or or Kevin Campbell have done anything wrong um, by interviewing Nick Ramsdale. I think it's up to Nick Ramsdale if he wants to do it, and it's up to Nick Ramsdale what he says. And, you know, I think as as journalists, as people that work in the media that cover the game, it's your responsibility to tell stories to people, right, and to bring on the people that can tell the stories with that little bit more insight and who are going to attract interest. And and that's what Sophie and Kevin have done. They've done a cracking interview with someone who clearly trusts them, with someone whom they have a great rapport. And um, how people choose to take it is up to them. I don't have a problem um, with the, the idea of interviewing Nick Ramsdale. But if I were Nick Ramsdale, I wouldn't have done it personally. And I'll explain my reasons why. Is it helpful? No, not to me. Not to me. How will it go down with Arteta and the club? I think this is the key here. I think this is the key here. I don't think for a second that Mikel Arteta and Arsenal Football Club will find this helpful and will enjoy waking up this morning to a load of quotes whereby Nick Ramsdale is towing the line because that's what he's done in this interview, in my opinion. And this is just my opinion. I want to be clear on that. What he's done is he's not said, but he's insinuated. He's talked about, you know, how his son is, how he's feeling, how he sees him. And I think he's well within his rights to do that as a father. I think he's well within his rights to be defensive of his son as a father. But I also think it's more about what he didn't say rather than what he did. And sometimes, as I said, right at the top of the program, people will take something, read between the lines and, and produce something out of that that isn't entirely accurate. But because it's been left open for interpretation, that gives those wanting to cause harm and damage to Arsenal Football Club and wanting to drive clicks and wanting to um, you know, make a mountain out of a molehill with regards to the story. The fact that there isn't that clarity around some of it and the fact that there is a lot of insinuations without real solid quotes means that that is open to that possibility. So that's my concern about this. And that's why I don't necessarily think it's helpful. I don't think Arteta would be happy with this. I, I just don't. Knowing what we know about Mikel Arteta, the way he operates, knowing that when players have kind of revolted in the past, he's been very quick to kind of shut them down and then move them out of the door, even if it means a bit of suffering in between, even if it means that the club financially have to take a bit of a hit. I don't think he'll like this. I don't think the club will like this because it's bad PR on them. It makes them look like they, they, they lack empathy. It makes them look like they lack loyalty. And Arsenal Football Club will not want this kind of narrative or rhetoric doing the rounds. So I don't think it will go down well with Arsenal and I don't think it will go down well with Mikel Arteta as an individual. Now, it's important to say that this is not Aaron Ramsdale speaking. This is his father. 
And, you know, some will say, well, he wouldn't have done this interview without his son's blessing. But I think when his son wakes up this morning and sees the fallout from it, he'll be thinking, ah, why have we done this? I don't need this right now. I really don't need it. There is nothing wrong with feeling annoyed, upset, frustrated, not feeling 100% yourself when you're not in the team, because ultimately that's what you strive for. That's what you want to achieve. That's what you get up every morning and train hard for and have worked all your life to, to be in this position. So, you know, I don't expect Aaron Ramsdale to be happy. No, that's, that, that's not what we're saying here. But I just don't think that Nick Ramsdale speaking about it over and over again is going to do Aaron any favours in the eyes of Mikel Arteta, who clearly doesn't like this kind of stuff. He doesn't like his laundry um, being aired in public. The club, I know, don't like that kind of thing either. So, you know, I just, I don't see what you have to gain from it. I, I think that most of the stuff that Nick Ramsdale said is stuff that we all suspected and basically assumed anyway. So whilst he's well within his rights to say that, Mikel Arteta is well within his rights to choose the goalkeeper that he wants to choose. And, he, you know, Aaron Ramsdale is not the first player that's been dropped out of a team and people thought it was harsh. And he won't be the last because football is a really, really ruthless sport, especially at the top, top level. Being dropped, replaced, whatever you want to call it, is a part of that. So for me, the best thing for Aaron Ramsdale's father and family to do now is to stop talking about it. Because nothing you are saying is going to change Mikel Arteta's mind. I honestly believe that if Mikel Arteta's mind was 90% made up on, on, on Raya for the future, and there was even 10% chance that Ramsdale could fight his way back into the team, I think that 10% has been chipped away at and has been decreased by the fact that Mikel Arteta will not want this kind of story following around a, a goalkeeper and a key player in his team. And also, when you come out and say some of the stuff that, you know, we're, we're hearing at this moment in time, you're actually increasing the pressure levels on, on Aaron Ramsdale. You know, we think that Aaron Ramsdale will probably play against Brentford, should play against Brentford, because David Raya is ineligible in that game. He can't play against the club that he's currently being loaned uh, from. But the level of pressure now on Ramsdale to come in and deliver it's unprecedented because if his family are in the media saying, we think this is really unfair, um, you know, he's lost his smile and, and sort of insinuating that their son's been mistreated. When he comes back in the team, guess who everybody's eyes are on? Guess who everybody's eyes are on? Their eyes are on Aaron Ramsdale. And where we've spent the last couple of months scrutinizing every single thing that David Raya does, every kick, every catch, every save, every pass, that is going to then transfer onto Ramsdale. And I don't think that that creates a healthy environment for someone who needs desperately to perform just to kind of, you know, make their claim for a place in the side again. And I think, you know, if Aaron Ramsdale turns up every week, trains really hard, which I don't doubt for a second that he does, um, and then when he does get his opportunities, even if they are few and far between performs, then this debate continues, but in a healthy way. It becomes a debate around whether or not he deserves to be in the side on merit rather than this 
Arsenal's goalkeeping coach has brought in the goalkeeper that he likes. He's got massive influence over Mikel Arteta. And this is almost nepotism more than anything else, which then causes divides, which then causes people to take sides. So, yeah, um, that's that's where I stand on this. I just think the best thing is it, it's for people to stop talking. It's for people within Ramsdale's circle to stop talking and to just allow him to focus on his game and trying to fight and win his place back without all the fanfare around it. Um, Kai Trot says, Nick has not done anything wrong. What's wrong is media outlets, content creators and fans taking an issue with the fact that a father feels the need to protect his son when his character is questioned. I never once said that Nick Ramsdale was wrong to criticise Jamie Carragher on social media the way he did. I never once said that because I would have leapt to the defence of my son as well. I've never, ever, ever, ever said that. So let's be clear on that. I said at the start of this episode that I wanted to be clear on what Nick Ramsdale said. And I've made sure that I've gone through, I watched the show live last night, but I've also made sure I've gone back over the quotes to ensure that I don't attribute anything he didn't say to him. And so that we avoid this very situation, yet you're trying to turn it on me and create a situation out of something I didn't say. Good on him that he went after Jamie Carragher because Jamie Carragher was questioning his character. And that's fine. What Nick Ramsdale has done, not even wrong, but where the issue is for me with what Nick Ramsdale is doing by sort of repeatedly speaking about it is that he's, you know, just, I don't know, he's, he's causing Arsenal a headache. And if you're already, if whether you're needed or not, or whether you are the number one is already a point of contention and debate, your family becoming a headache because they're constantly coming out and talking about how it's unfair that you've been dropped from the side is not going to sway things in Ramsdale's favour is the point I'm trying to make. That's that's the point I, I, I'm trying to make here. Um, no problem with him, you know, slagging off Jamie Carragher. He went after Boovy as well on social media as well. Um, I, I don't have an issue with that at all. He went after Danny Murphy. Fine. Not a problem. Wesbird says, Harry, it doesn't matter how hard Rambo trains or performs from now on. He won't get back in, unfortunately, regardless of what we think. So we have to move on, even if it doesn't sit with us. The reality is, is that if Mikel Arteta goes and wins the Premier League or the Champions League, the decision will be justified. That, that, that's, that's the harsh reality of football at the elite level. If you bring in a goalkeeper, your defensive record improves and you go on and win something, then what leg does anybody have, a, have to stand on to then turn it back on Mikel Arteta and say, you got this wrong? No. Nobody has any leg to stand on in that scenario and in that case. Aaron Ramsdale is incredibly popular with the fan base. And that works in our favour in a lot of ways because we built up that connection with him, which helped us fall in love with him, which is why a lot of us feel so strongly about the situation he currently finds himself in. But at the same time, it can skew the way you look at stuff. You can It can skew the lens through which you look at a situation like this. We talk a lot about coldness, ruthlessness. Um, 
you know, and, and sometimes that's going to ruffle feathers. That's how it goes. John Daly says, I'm more annoyed that Jesus had to go to Brazil than this Nick Ramsdale conversation. Shocking decision from the club to allow this, considering Edison, who played last game, has been told it's OK to stay home. So a Brazilian reporter has come out today and said that the reason for this is because um, they want him to just be involved with the group so he can understand uh, the new way of playing and various other things. I still think it's a pointless trip. I still don't think it's necessary. And obviously I'm annoyed about it. But I do take some comfort in the fact that it doesn't look like Brazil are willing to risk him by being silly with his fitness. And actually there are other motives for them uh, insisting that he goes along. But anyway, um, one final thing I'll say on this Ramsdale stuff, and then then we're going to move on. Um, we'll take some of your questions as well uh, after the next break. So um, start getting them in the chat box. Put a queue at the beginning. Remember, if you haven't done so already, please leave a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if your brand's back in you. And if you're listening to us on audio, well, do leave us a review as well. That really, really does help. The one final thing I'll say is Aaron Ramsdale made some mistakes at the back end of last season. And so to pretend that this is 100 million percent out of order from Mikel Arteta not at least accept that there were times last season when we were questioning him is proof of what can happen when emotionally you become attached to someone and and that's kind of where I'll leave it Aaron Ramsdale was not faultless last season so it's not wild that Mikel Arteta feels or felt the need to try and upgrade in that area I think we can all argue that what Raya's brought to the table so far hasn't been that superior, if at all, to anything we saw from Ramsdale last season. But the idea of constantly wanting to improve that ruthlessness, I don't think is wild. And I think it is what is required really and truly to move forward. And I don't hear this same level of noise when people in other positions are being displaced, moved out of the team or whatever. It, it just feels to me like because of our attachment to Aaron Ramsdale, We've gone bigger on this. Again, you know, Nick Ramsdale is well within his rights to talk about it. I'm not for this whole censorship business. I think people should be able to say whatever they want to say um, as long as it's done in a respectful manner. And to be fair to Nick Ramsdale, it was it was done in a respectful manner. I just think that if he really wants the best for his son, no, no, actually, let me let me rephrase that because I don't doubt that he wants the best for his son. But I just think that you're not doing your son any favours by airing this publicly constantly, knowing the way that Arteta and Arsenal Football Club like to operate. So that's my sort of final statement on that. Just stop talking. Stop talking. Let Aaron do the talking. Let Aaron have these conversations with Mikel Arteta. They don't need to be had in public, in my personal opinion. And actually, they do more damage to Aaron Ramsdale's prospects of getting back in the Arsenal side then they do good. The only other thing I can think of is that maybe, just maybe, the Ramsdales don't feel there is a way back for Aaron Ramsdale at all. And now it's like, well, gloves are off. Who cares? We can say what we want. And that would be sad if that's the case. And it would prove Mikel Arteta to not be a man of his word because he told us, he promised us, that this was going to be a fair fight. And it clearly hasn't been. So then we can all turn our attention to Mikel Arteta and we can discuss that. So maybe that's the case too. And we're just not aware of it. I don't know. I'm trying to look at this 
from a, an open-minded point of view. And um, no matter how hard I do that and, and how much I try to do that, I keep circling back to speaking about this over and over and over again. It's just not helpful. And uh, Nick Ramsdale should probably leave it now. I've left a link in the description uh, to the interview. If you want to check it out, make sure you head over uh, to the Highbury squad and give them a subscribe because they put out some incredible content. Sophie Nicolau, brilliant. Kevin Campbell, brilliant as well. Go over there and check that out. We're going to take a short, short pause. Then I'm going to take some of your questions. We're going to quickly talk Martin Odegaard first, but then it's straight into the chat box. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back along to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast here, streaming live currently on YouTube, but available also on all major podcast stores. Um, let's talk a little bit about Martin Odegaard just quickly. Uh, Martin Odegaard is uh, not travelling on international duty, as we discussed yesterday with Norway. He will not be making the trip. And the reason he's been out uh, for the past couple of games, from what Sammy Mockbell has reported, is because he was suffering with the after effects of a concussion. He was hit in the face by a ball in training and it's had a bit of a lasting effect. Of course, nobody wants to take risks with those types of situations. So um, his participation was limited. Um, and uh, and as a result, you know, Arsenal have decided that, you know, they had to give him that little bit longer to recover and therefore he won't be going on international duty. The bad thing is, the bad news is that, you know, if you suffer a concussion with a ball to the face for that many days, you've you got to really think hard about the severity of that. And, um, you know, it's it's worrying. But the flip side is that it's not a muscular injury that's going to keep him out for six weeks. It's not a, a knee problem that's going to keep him out for an, a, a number of months. So, yeah, um, you know, glass half full and all that. Okay, uh, let's see what else we've got um, in the live chat box. Uh, you know what? It's just going to be your questions from now to the end. So start getting them in. Um, Khalid says, Ramsdale's performances started dropping when Saliba got injured. So let's what, see what happens with Raya if Saliba's out for a long period of time. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I think every goalkeeper would see their performance levels drop or would be seen to be suffering more without a world-class centre-back like William Saliba in front of them. So I don't know that that's really something that you can measure Aaron Ramsdale on. I think any goalkeeper looks better with Saliba in front of them than without him in front of them. Um, Irfan says, I genuinely think there is a twist in this Ramsdale saga where Ramsdale comes out on top. Listen, I'm rooting for Aaron Ramsdale because as a guy, as a character, I've just warmed to him so much more than David Ryer. And that's not to pick on David Raya. That's not to be, you know, out of order to him or anything like that. I just, yeah, I just, I, I love Aaron Ramsdale and I'd love him um, to uh, to come out on top. Um, Sadiq says, uh, exactly my thoughts. Aaron is looking for the exit. It's the only explanation for the interviews, maybe. Um, Zach says, was it a fair fight for Leno? Players get dropped every day. Stop crying. Um, with Berliner, was it a fair fight? I think it was a fairer fight, but I don't think, you know, it was, it was a completely fair fight because I think Mikel Arteta had looked at Berliner and thought he doesn't do a lot of the things that I require my goalkeeper to do. It was holding us back in terms of the way that we wanted to play. And so, yeah. Um, 
what else have we got? Uh, Kai says, everyone is seriously reading too deeply into this. Sophie said this would happen during the interview and she was spot on. I think it's impossible not to discuss something that every media outlet has picked up on and is discussing today currently. And I accept that during the international break, this probably gets a lot more oxygen than than under normal circumstances. But I don't think it's wrong to discuss it. I, I, I don't at all. Um, what else have we got? Uh, a non-Aaron uh, Ramsdale question comes from Izzy, who says, how would you solve our midfield conundrum and lack of central progression, Harry? Is Zinni maybe our secret weapon as the left eight? I wouldn't be adverse to that, but it's interesting because he moved there, didn't he, um, the other day uh, during a game. And I'm not talking about coming from left back. He moved into literally that position, which took a few people by surprise. But it shows that the door is not completely closed on that possibility. So maybe we will see that down the line. Um, Mark Jerome says, doesn't this just show how ruthless Arteta is? He gave Ramsdale a new contract in May, believing he was the first choice keeper. Then Raya became available over the summer and it all changed. I think the thing about the contracts is, A, yes, you know, it is normally done because you value someone and you want to keep a hold of them. And, you know, it's a, a way of rewarding someone for, you know, good progress and 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 strong performance. But I think, yeah, you know, it's possible that Arteta looked at Raya's availability and went, well, I've always thought he was better than you, so I'm going to bring him in and he's going to be my number one. That's fine. Arteta's the manager as well within his rights to do that. With regards to the contract, though, that we've given to Aaron Ramsdale, it's not just about how long he's going to stay at the football club. It's also about adding to his value. And so if we do get to January and Aaron Ramsdale wants to go and Arsenal are happy to let him go, they are in a position to demand a greater fee given that he now has this uh, contract that was signed far more recently. So, yeah, um, you know, yeah, I, I, I get that. I get what you're saying. Um, but I also think, just like with Eddie and Ketia, I don't think he's going to stay at the club for the five years that he signed for. I think half of the reason he's given that contract is to protect his value and allow us to sell him on for a, a decent amount of money as well. So that could be the case in the Ramsdale situation too. Um, Matt G says, it feels weird listening to a podcast and not talking about Havertz or VAR. Just to, to warn you all, by the way, the PGMOL are going to drop uh, the audio um, from uh, the Newcastle goal. I can't wait to have a laugh at this uh, tonight. There you go, Matt. We got our weekly VAR uh, mentioning. <laughs> um, Westbird says that the only game where I felt we had more fluidity and quick transition was the recent game against Seville. Are you concerned at all regarding our slow transition and lack of goals and movement up front? Yeah, I think I've I've said that quite a bit. Um, I'm not totally satisfied with the performances that we've seen, but I'm trying to get my head around the fact that we're a different Arsenal this season and therefore the metrics by which we'll be judged will look slightly different. You know, Mikel Arteta's priorities as a manager will be different. We were accused last season of being over-emotional, of being too open at times, of being too gung-ho. And I think we've tried to curb that a little bit. Um, yeah, I think we've 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 tried to curb that a little bit. So as a result of that, our, our style has changed. And, you know, things that we were used to last season are no longer on display to the same level. So, yeah, I think it's... Um, I think it is an issue for me personally, one that I'm trying to get my head around. But as we continue to pick up results, the more I'm starting to think, well, maybe a lot of this is deliberate and there is some method behind the madness. 
And perhaps as fans, we just need to be a bit more patient so that we can work that out or figure it out. Maybe we need it explained to us, you know, and, and that's why Mikel Arteta is a great football in mind and he's the manager of Arsenal Football Club and we're all sitting here. You know, that that that's how I see it. I accept that I don't know everything about the game and I accept that there are people that know way more about the game than me, Mikel Arteta, I'm sure being one of them. But anyway, I am going to leave it there. Thank you for your great questions. Thank you for your interaction, your thoughts. Uh, don't forget to leave a like on the video if you're watching us on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you're new and if you're listening on audio. Please leave us a review as well. I'll see you all tomorrow with some more content here on the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. There were two shows yesterday. Go and check them out. The debrief uh, where we discussed uh, lots of different stories. And of course, we dropped our Arsenal versus Burnley review show as well. So lots to get your teeth into on the channel. I'll see you all a little bit later on. Until then, goodbye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.